Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcoming Benji Schulman, Director of Public Policy of the South African Zionist Federation. Benji, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Michael. Good to be here. And good to be in the same studio. Thank you. To, thanks to Load Shedding. Yeah, thanks to Load Shedding. <laughs> ESCOM, appreciate it. Much obliged, ESCOM. Thank you. <laughs> well, Benji, let's update on the coalition. Much going on on the Israeli political uh, field right now. Everyone asking, will Benjamin Netanyahu be able to keep the coalition together? Now, Prime Minister Netanyahu has four main goals. Blocking Iran, restoring security and governance, addressing the cost of living and housing problems and expanding the circle of peace. Now, what are these new plans put in place to develop the above-mentioned? Yeah, thanks, Michael. I think it's it's an interesting question. Uh, Israeli coalitions are notoriously very brittle. Uh, very rarely does one finish its full term. And uh, whilst this one does look a bit firmer from the outside, there's a real question as to whether the constituent parts will be able to hold together uh, and whether Netanyahu will be able to keep them there. He has uh, he's kind of known in Israel as the little wizard for for keeping coalitions together but it will be a very interesting challenge I think for him to do all the external stuff that he wants to do whilst keeping these internal players together. Well particularly with uh, what's regarded as very right wing thinking members uh, okay we have his Likud party and I've got the religious Zionism party from where you have um, uh, many hotheads so to speak stemming from how do you see that? Can can you see that going forward? So it's a very unusual coalition. You no, you, normally, Netanyahu is not the left wing of any coalition. He's often sort of the centre. Uh, and it's true that a number of the partners that he's put in uh, as part of his coalition are considered controversial, to put it lightly. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see whether he is able to sort of corral them into a, a particular way of thinking and if he's been able to give them what they want to the extent that he can then also get what he wants out of it. Benji, what, what do you think uh, Jewish communities and the diaspora and Jewish leadership, Jewish uh, bodies abroad, what do they make of all this right now? So one of the big controversial deals that was struck as part of the coalition was uh, something that actually has to do with uh, Israeli diaspora relations. Mm -hmm. There's something called the law of return, which is basically that any person who has a Jewish grandparent can can go back to the country, get citizenship. And one of the demands of the coalition is that that starts to be restricted. Uh, they want to remove the grandparents and make it sort of parents only. So initially there was quite a lot of concern, I think, about this, particularly from American jury and from Russian jury. That's who it would affect the most. Uh, when we saw the agreements that came out of the coalition, that had been watered down a little bit. There was no agreement to change the law of return just to have a commission to talk about it. So it'll be interesting to see what the commission comes up with recommendations. It's not the first time that this has happened, but it is uh, 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 something that's kind of fundamental to how the, the country operates. And certainly many issues that came out uh, well, rabbis, uh, there was an article I was reading today about their concern about, you know, LGBT uh, and race uh, concerns. And uh, do, do you think... Uh, <laughs> You think they're going to get what you think everything's going to work out in that sense? So I think there's, there's basically three or four major areas that are going to be mm -hmm. controversial with this coalition. So the one is LGBTI mm -hmm. uh, issues. The other one is the ultra orthodox and how much money they get for their system, so their schooling systems and their health systems as opposed to the rest of the, of the country. Uh, you've touched on the diaspora issue. Uh, mm -hmm. And then there's the security issues around what happens in the West Bank. So those are your your sort of, sort of top four. It's interesting on the LGBTI uh, sort of issues. On the, on the one hand, we have some 
promises in the in the in the coalition agreements that people are not mm. very happy about. Some of the mm. Tel Aviv municipality has spoken out about how they're not happy with it. Uh, on the other hand, you have the speak, new speaker of parliament is actually a a long time LGBTI ally of Netanyahu. So it's going to be interesting to see what part of the coalition. Um, holds forth and how they actually interpret some of these clauses that are, are coming in. Benji, uh, you, something that's caught my attention uh, that, that transpired two years ago was the Abraham Accords. Very, mm. Something very inspiring, something very progressive. The signatories to these accords, how do you think they are interpreting this situation right now? It, it, could this be, could this jeopardize, could this uh, lead to uh, like a span in the works, so to, so to speak? It's an interesting question. Uh, don't forget that you know Netanyahu uh, was one of the key drivers of the Abraham Accords. So he knows these countries and he knows these people, and he, and there are already whispers in 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 some of the the commentariat on some of this that mm. maybe there will be countries that start to join actually the Abraham Accords, even partially. The the big fish here is Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's unlikely that they would mm. join the accords. Mm. But but there is discussion of economic agreements and all of that sort of thing. So uh, that's that's a big deal. I think the one thing that would really could potentially change the status quo is Jerusalem. Uh, there's right. a question around the Temple Mount mm-hmm. and praying or not praying or people visiting. And I think some of the people who are to Netanyahu's r- right wing uh, would like to make that the the sort of what's called the Temple Mount area. Uh, a, a much a much bigger part of the political agenda, and that if there's one thing that sort of makes the, those countries and the Abraham Accords uneasy, it would be that. Uh, right. But other than that, you know, they are probably fairly comfortable with Netanyahu, and and the people that you're talking about, the controversial ones, are mostly internal. So right. it's Netanyahu's people are part of the foreign ministry and uh, strategic ministries, who would deal more specifically with the with the Abraham Accord country. So assuming sure. they can keep Jerusalem quiet, I don't see why it should go anywhere. I was just uh, curious also. Um, look, we're now in a wait and see. Mm-hmm. I think we're in a true wait and see situation. I mean, I've got all the news bureaus and news platforms waiting to bounce and different nations and whatever. But there has been certain reaction uh, that Israel, based on this coalition makeup, is regarded now as a Jewish supremacist regime. What is your take on that? Look, I think the kind of people who who put yeah. that out were saying the same thing in the last coalition, which had like yeah. Arabs that were part of it, right? Yes. So I don't think that that's um, a a very kind of if they were, if they were saying it now, I might take mm. them seriously, but they say it all the time. So mm. I think it's hard to to take very seriously. Mm. Also, if you have a look at the overall Israeli electorate, effectively it's sort of half left, half right. The way we ended up with this coalition was more right. about the mathematics of how the parties operated. So it's not like there's been some giant shift to the right uh, in in terms of uh, in terms of the Israeli. Public, it's, but this coalition is probably to the right of where the voting public is, right. if that makes any sense. Uh, and I think that that is going to cause this coalition to have to worry about PR issues that maybe weren't there um, under the previous one as much. And they're going to have to take that quite seriously if they want to get some of their work done. Well, certainly with all the challenges I see now, fuel is going up in Israel and uh, many economic challenges they are taking on. As I was saying to uh, Rolene the other day, this one is promising this, that one's promising that. It's a wait and see. Let's see where things go. Ben? And and, and yeah. but Netanyahu has some serious stuff to worry about. Uh, you know, economically, you have to get the the countries coming out of COVID like the rest right. of the world. Uh, the tech bubble, which was big for the last ten years, hasn't burst, but it's not as strong as it was. So, sure. so he's got he's got to knuckle down and get some serious stuff done. Uh, and it's going to be, as you say, a wait and see to see what he's actually able to produce out of out of what he has.